Welcome to episode 9 of Coach and the Media Podcast. I'm your host, Nicholas Collier, joined alongside my co-host, Zach Kelly. Zach, we missed a week. We did, we did. crazy. Uh-huh. And, and I know you are very, very con- like confused as to what the new intro was. Yeah, I was uh, uh, two, two emotions, confused and excited. I didn't know... It- I did. I was like, I thought I was in like a, a level of Mario Kart, and but at the same time, I was ready for anything. I didn't know what was happening. So that is, I gotta figure out the actual artist. That is the Standles Dirty Water, the official Boston Red Sox victory song. We beat the I... Yankees' ass. How did I not know that? Win or go home. Win or go home. Kermit Cole on the fucking bench. The second inning. Two innings for the American side. Young. Bull fucking shit. I'm going back to it. We're bringing the Boston accent back. 326 million down the fucking drain. He's fucking awful. He's terrible. Six to one. Yankees are going home. They get to watch on the couch with the fucking rest of us. I'm hype. The Red Sox are going to win the World Series. That's a stretch. I'm hype. That's a stretch. Red Sox are not going to win the World Series. Yes, they are. Oh, no my gosh. Way. Dude, oh, my gosh. Off- Why did you just get really gay right there? Oh, my gosh. Why did that happen? Fuck up, Zach. The Red Sox are winning the World Series. The offense looked good. The bullpen's firing on all cylinders. There's, uh-huh. They're going to win. They're going to win the World Series. It's going to be Sox. I'm going to call Sox-Dodger rematch. It's going to go six games, and the Sox okay. will win. That's a, that's a gutsy statement. It's a gutsy statement, but that's why we're here. Gutsy statements that just get proven wrong over and over we're so again. bad at this. We're so bad at, at hot takes. Our hot takes turn into freezing cold takes all the time. Uh, oh, for sure. Okay, so trying to get an official box score here so I can go over a little bit more other than just Garrett Cole sucks. Garrett Cole, 0-1-1, 13.5 ERA in the postseason uh, because of tonight. So, box. Good God, I just want a box. All right, so Boston takes an early 3-0 lead. Uh, six yep. inning Yankees uh, – Anthony Rizzo hits a home run that wraps around Pesky's pole. That's what lefties do at, at Fenway. It happens. Uh, um, Nathan Devaldi, who was the starter for Boston tonight, was cruising. Gives up, cruising. The, home run, gives up the home run to Rizzo. Uh-huh. And Alex Cora just pulls him. No warning. No, like, hey, you know, you feeling good? Just go straight to the bullpen. Which, if I know you don't, but if you follow baseball, you know that the Red Sox bullpen is abysmal at best. And for whatever reason, they looked other than the the young Carlos Stanton home run in the top of the ninth. But like by that time, it was over, anyways. Like it was, it was very scary to see Nathan Navaldi, who five and a third, four hits, one run, eight strikeouts. Like he was, he was on pace for double digit K's on the night. It was just, it was so weird 
to see Cora pull him so early because last season the Tampa Bay Rays won the World Series and Blake Snell got pulled early. He was only like 74 pitches in like a World Series game. And they pulled him. That doesn't, that doesn't seem like a lot. It, it's not. It's not. The average pitch count right now is about – you get to about 100 pitches by like the sixth or seventh inning. Wow. So I think – I want to say Eovaldi – what was his pitch count? Tell me his pitch count. Please tell me it's his pitch count. Tell me his pitch count. It will not tell me his pitch count. So you're, so you're a happy camper right now, I'm saying. I'm very happy camper. Where's his pitch count? Pitch count. 71. He was 71 pitches through five and a third. Um, yeah. Still well within the, the range of the leash. But right. I don't know if – the only thing I can figure is that Cora is trying to maybe – he has enough confidence in the bullpen – I think he has too much confidence in the bullpen, but obviously I was proven wrong tonight. That's why I'm talking on a, a podcast and he's coaching the Red Sox. There's a little difference between us, just a little. Just um, just a tad. But maybe he's going to try to use him for game three on what would be technically short rest against the Rays because you'll have right, – before before we get our, our look ahead for the, the, uh, the American League Divisional Series, um, Schwarber – uh, three at bats, one his one for two or one for uh-huh. three. Sorry, with a home run, solo home run and a walk. Kike, uh, one for three with a walk. Devers, over oh two, uh, two walks and a strikeout. Bogey, uh, one for two, two walks and a home run. Alex Verdugo, two for four, uh, two hits, three RBIs. Uh, outside of that, man, the rest of the socks were kind of kind of quiet. We're not even yeah. talking about Dalbic. He's over four with two Ks. Um, then you go over to the Red or the Yankees. So the Yankees threw one. Two, Yankees three, are dog four. shit. The fucking dog shit. <laughs> so uh, real quick before I actually jump over, um. We had Ivaldi five and a third, four hits, one run, uh, one earned run. It was on a home run. Eight strikeouts, one uh, and then one home run. Uh, Ryan Brazier, two-thirds of an inning because he came in and picked up after Ivaldi. One hit, uh, zeros across the board from there. Tanner Hout got the seventh, one uh, one inning, two Ks. Uh, Hansel Robles got the eighth, which always terrifies me. Um, yeah. Scoreless, one strikeout. Garrett Whitlock came in, shut the door. Um, I say shut the door very – yeah, he gave up a home run to Giancarlo Stanton, which was only a matter of time. Like, right. if, if anyone in that ballpark was going to hit one out for the Yankees tonight, it was Stanton. Stanton – For sure. All three of his at-bats, he barreled the baseball. He hit two off the monster, and then he finally sneaked one in around past East Bowl. Then for the Yankees, you got Rizzo, one for four, two strikeouts and a home run. Judge was one for four. I think he had a single. Yeah, yeah, infield single. Stanton was three for four with one strikeout. That's right. He he had one K. Um, He had a single, a double, well, a a single with like an extension because of a throw, then a home run. Joey Gallo, no shock, 0 for 4. Gleyber Torres, no shock, 0 for 4. Brett Gardner's dog shit, 0 for 3, 3 Ks. Ursula, (laughs) 1 for 3. Their catcher, can't freaking pronounce his name. I just really, I didn't 
they didn't have Gary Sanchez starting, so I have no idea how to pronounce this guy's name. But he was 0 for 2 with two strikeouts. Uh, Velasquez, 0 for 1. Odor, 0 for 2. They, the Yankees had 32 at-bats. They scored two runs, six hits, two RBIs on two solo shots. They combined for 11 strikeouts. And they left three guys on base. Wow. So That's the, a rough – a rough night in Boston. It's a great night in Boston. But Garrett Cole picks up the L. Two innings pitch, four hits, three runs, three earned runs. Two walks, three strikeouts. He gives up two absolute moonshots. One is a two-run shot by Xander Bogarts. The other is a solo shot by Kyle Schwarber that has not landed yet. It is still in orbit. It may be up there with the, with the, uh, the space station. Um, Holmes, two innings, one hit, one strikeout, no runs. Severino, one in the third, one hit, one run. Uh, I think that was the – no, I don't remember what happened there. Uh, oh, Doogie hit uh, hit hit him in. That's right. Hit Xander in. Uh, six and 6.75 ERA for the night. Uh, this guy's name looks like lasagna, so he's going to be lasagna. One inning pitch, two runs, two earned runs, three walks, two strikeouts, 18 ERA on the night. Then uh, Green pitched one and two-thirds, uh, one hit, one walk, two strikeouts, zero uh, ERA. Um, a bad night for Yankees fans. Jacob Blair, I know you're sobbing. You're distraught. Yes. You guys have been statistically one of the worst teams in the modern era. It's okay. It's okay. I know the, I, I know the Yankees. I know the Yankees have 27 World Series. But if you go back to 2004, if we start at 2004, when, you know, statistically baseball history starts to begin with, um, it, it, baseball starts or ends in, in 1918. There's a huge gap, and then, like, it, it re-picks up in 2004. They just, like, decided yeah. to not play baseball from 1918 to 2004. It was right. really weird. But, it, but if you go from 2004, you got the Yankee – or we'll go with the Red Sox first. 04, 07, 2013, uh-huh. 2018. Yep. So we've got four. I've been alive. I've been alive as a Sox fan for all four of the World Series. Well, not all four, but like four – there are four modern World Series. Right. Four that matter the most. The Yankees won – in 09. That is it. That is it. Okay. Since 04, we are beating them 4 to 1. 4 to 1. That's a lot. That's a lot a lot. The wow, Yankees, man, you're you're making me question a lot of stuff right now by saying it by putting it that way. To be honest with you. Like I mean, no uh, you know who I'm a fan of. Notre Dame ain't won nothing since I was conceived yeah like we haven't done we haven't done a thing the only thing consistent in my life is a duke basketball so and then and then to put this this into perspective as well the boston red sox in the world series since 04 is 16 and 3 in world series games Jeez, they swept the cardinals in 04 they swept the rockies in 07 they beat the mm-hmm. Cardinals four to two in 2013, and they beat the Dodgers four to one in 2018. On the only game they lost was the longest baseball game 
in Major League Baseball history. It was seven, it was like seven and a half hours and went like 18 innings. I watched every single inning of that ball game. It was wow. so hard to watch. It was and seven and a half hours. I, I, the game got done. It was like three or four o'clock in the morning on the East Coast. It was awful Jeez. because well, the game started so late because they were in L.A. Yeah, that's true. Prime time in L.A. Mm-hmm. So it, it was it was late. So, yeah. So here, if you even want to go back, if we want to start in the year 2000, the turn of the millennia, the Sox are still up four to two. The Yankees won in 2000. They won four to one against the Mets. Right. And then in 2009, they beat the Phillies four to two. So in the last 21 years, the Red Sox are beating the Yankees four to two. But just better. But you know what? The Yankees has that the Red Sox will never be able to take pride in. Overpriced hot dogs? Derek Jeter. I'm yeah, they've got the captain. They've got the captain. They've got Mo. Hell, I'll throw Posada and any Pettit in there. The core what four. My, what about my boy? Who? A-Rod. I'll piss off. I hate A-Rod. <laughs> I know you do. I hate A-Rod. We had a conversation. But if you want to go far enough back for the Red Sox and the Yankees in the same span of time to have the same amount of World Series, you have to go to 1998. 98. Dude, I was one. I, I was, was two. One. Jeepers creepers. You have to go to 98 for the for the Yankees to have won four World Series. In this last decade, the Sox have two. The Yankees have zero. The math is there. The Yankees cool. are not good anymore. Wow, wow. I, I mean, I love the bold. With it, you're clearing the bench early, Birdie, today. Oh, dude, I've I've been waiting for this reek for this refiring of the Yankees Red Sox. I don't get to do it often. But here we are. I think we should I think I should make you watch that game before every podcast cuz this energy is freaking Look, beautiful. Here's the thing. You're going to get this energy every week now as long as the Red Sox stay alive. Okay. Because we're in postseason baseball. This jersey's probably not getting washed. That's just a simple fact. I practice in it. It's going to be sweaty. It's going to be stinky. But the Sox have won nine of their last ten. I've worn this jersey three times. Three times? Ooh. Three times in the last ten games. No, like, I'm going to group text with you fools. Yeah, with me, with me two, and Jacob two, two men that I respect. And you guys made a statement tonight. I stand by that statement. There is uh, nothing like postseason baseball. Nothing I mean, compares to it. March Madness is a close second, but nothing will compare to October baseball. Nothing. I, I know I know on your side, you're the other way. You think postseason baseball is cool, but it's not March Madness. I mean, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even know if I'd say postseason baseball is cool, dog. Bro, like, okay, I, no, we, I, we've got to get you over here. We've got to get you to watch. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's my problem. Maybe that's where I'm at in life is to the point now where – 
I for the past, this is this is a hot take for the past four days. I've been watching the long drive tournament out in oh Las God. Vegas. This is the long drive. And I've been watching it religiously. And when I say religiously, I mean at work. I've been not sleeping because of this. Right. I've been like constantly checking Bryson DeChambeau's Instagram. Like I have been <laughs> obsessed with this. And I'm not gonna lie, it's, that's a little bit more interesting to me than, than postseason baseball right now. But See, what what we're gonna do is that we're gonna do. I, I want to get Blair in on this. So Blair, I know you're listening. You're probably gonna be listening to this. Uh, technically, by the time this gets done, it'll be later this morning because it is 11:57 on the East Coast. I don't know why I said East Coast. All our listeners are from the East Coast. It's our friends and your dad. So basically, yeah, because it's definitely not our girls. <laughs> no, it's not. It's definitely not our girls. Um, but so we're gonna get three of us together in a room, and we're just gonna watch any postseason game. It can be Let's the Red Sox. It could be the Red Sox, Tampa Bay. It could be Chicago and Houston. Hell, it could be Atlanta and Milwaukee. It could even be whoever wins and is getting fed to San Francisco between L.A. and St. Louis. I would love nothing more than St. Louis to go to L.A., the Dodgers, who – let me go to it real quick. You know what we're going to do? What's that? We're going to crack a beer on Tobin's off and watch some postseason baseball. Not really crack a beer, but do you know what you know where that came from? A little talking shop. No. You've never listened to that? You've never listened to Talking Shop? No, not the time. With that. uh with uh Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson? No, I need to. Oh, it's hilarious. I'm getting the win totals. It is absolutely hilarious. Dodgers. God, give me the win totals, man. What's you looking for, dog? I'm looking for the win totals of the Dodgers. I can't remember exactly how many, but no, it won't. It won't tell me because we're in the we're officially in the playoffs. Oh yeah, they've won a boatload of games though, right? It's it's an absurd amount. Like a hundred hundred plus. Yes, it was it was over a hundred. Let's see. Stand standing, 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 standings. There we go. There's the bottom of the freaking website. There we go. A hundred and six games. A hundred and six games. They got the wild card. You know why? Because the Giants won 107 and they're in the same division. So I would love nothing more than St. Louis, who finished the season. I don't even remember what it was, but at one point they won 17 games in a row to on route to getting the number two spot. They won 17 in a row. That's a lot. It's the most, I think they either tied or beat the record for most games in a row by national league team. Wow. Like they were on a, at one point, I think they were down like five Oh in a game, like third, it was like the 13 mark. And they came back and won like seven to five. Jeez. Stupid. So like the cards are rolling, but I would love. I, I know my prediction was was a repeat of Sox Dodgers. I would love nothing more than for yeah. the cards to roll the Dodgers in Dodger Stadium. It would just be awesome. Just because it, it would completely throw off the balance of the playoffs for me. The, but does the baseball? Do guys, the baseball gods want to see it? 
do they I think let the base- it happen? When have the baseball gods not wanted chaos in the playoffs? There's never That's, been a single playoffs in that is a great history. point, man. <laughs> chaos has not ensued at some point. Loyola uh, Chicago yeah. should have never made it past the first round, bro. They had sister Jane. You <laughs> shut your mouth. The basketball gods wanted chaos, and I think the baseball yeah, gods want chaos. And the 106 win Dodgers losing a wild card to game go home. I love it. Man, LA would riot. Newsom would lock everybody down again. It would be it, it's it, it, would like, be. it would be an even bigger disappointment for Dodgers fans considering what they did at the trade deadline. They doubled yeah. down at the deadline, man. They're like, okay, we're gonna <laughs> go to the World Series. We're gonna go win another one. Yeah. And I would love like the fact that they they made because like even the Dodgers, they went on like this crazy street. And the problem is that the Giants also kept winning. So right. they couldn't. I think it was at one point the last time it was the last time the Dodgers and the Giants met. They were tied. They were they were tied, and I forget what it was what they were tied at, but that was the turning point in the division. So after that, their last game, or was the I think it was that series, was when the Giants and Dodgers kind of went like that. They kind of switched spots, but they like were right there with each other the entire time. Right. But tomorrow night is the wild card game. St. Louis and the Dodgers, 8 10 p.m. on TBS. I'm not gonna watch somebody watching AEW Dynamite, which is on TNT at the same time. So hey, you know what? I'm probably not gonna be watching either. But I know you probably won't. But and then I need I need but, to get into that AEW a little more. Hey, we need to get you into it. We'll, we'll get you into it. But um, Thursday starts the American League Divisional Series. You're gonna have Chicago White Sox, which sounds weird to say out loud in the playoffs. Um, against uh, they are at Houston 407 first pitch. Uh, these are all Eastern times for our Eastern right. Coast listeners. Uh, Fox Sports One. Um, American League Divisional Series. Um, you're gonna have Boston and Tampa Bay Rays. Um, 807 uh, projected starters. Chicago. Um, this is the best guy in the league. Is uh, TBD. He's he, he's so good. He doesn't have a record and zero ERA. It's fantastic. TBD for the White Sox. Uh, McCullers for the um, for the Strohs. Because it's in the playoffs, it gives me no stats, so I really can't help you there. Um, for Boston and Tampa Bay, Boston is TBD. It's going to be Chris Sale. And uh, for Tampa Bay, you're going to get Shane McClanahan. McClanahan. Shane McClanahan. Uh, 8.07, first pitch on Fox Sports 1, immediately following uh, Chicago and Houston. And then uh, Friday, you are getting a whole day of baseball. We've got baseball starting at 2.07 on the MLB Network. You've got game two of the American League Divisional Series, Chicago, Houston. Uh, Atlanta and Milwaukee getting things started for the National League Divisional Series, game one. It'll be 4.37 p.m. Eastern time on TBS. Fox Sports is going to pick up the Boston-Tampa game two, 7.02 p.m. uh, Eastern time. And – the NLDS game one, the winner of the wildcard game will go up against the mighty, mighty San Francisco Giants. Uh, 9.37 p.m. because that is in San Francisco. I hate West Coast games because they're so freaking late. Yeah. 
And then from there, it's baseball every single day until we crown ourselves champion. That's going to be the San Francisco Giants. So to put it into perspective, if we go all seven games, every series, we would go all the way to November 3rd. Wow. It would be game seven of the World Series. It would be November 3rd. That's like right around the corner, though. It, it, it is, which is crazy. But, yeah, so we're – season season is winding down in, in baseball. It's been, it's, been a, it's been a very, very crazy season. I, it's, I been, it's been very interesting. Yeah. I didn't realize it. But this, this happens, I feel like, every other year in the, in the American League East. The top four teams in the American League East, every team in the American League East but the the enema of Major League Baseball in the Baltimore Orioles had 90-plus <laughs> wins. Still my favorite. I had to throw that in there for you. No, the, the Rays had – they were 162. The Red Sox, I think, had 91 or 92. The Rays – or no, sorry, the Yankees had 91. And then the – um, then the, the, the Blue Jays had like 90 or 91. Yeah. So like, it's, it's a constant factor in the American league, least in American league East that happens like every five or six years where like the entire division is competing uh-huh. with themselves for a playoff spot. So we've, the American league East sent three teams to the playoffs, which is wild. Two of them played for the wild card. And now two of them are going to play against each other in the, um, in the American League Divisional Series. Uh, I mean, obviously, I'm you know I'm taking Boston. Um, if Boston shows up the way they played Tampa at the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. they'll beat the brakes off of them. Whatever, so. Dude, they were – they beat Tampa. They held like a, like a 15 spot on them at one point. What? Like, dude, they beat the shit out of Tampa at the beginning of the year. And then at the All-Star break – Tampa lost three starters, I think it was before the All-Star break, and got better. And then Boston just – they got so hot that it was just one of those impossible things to maintain. Like, they were on they were on pace to break the single-season wins record for the for the Red Sox and, like, for the most wins in franchise history. Yeah. So, like, it was just What's... one of those uh, – it was unattainable kind of thing. Right. But I, I really do think the Sox are I – think, I think that may go six or seven. Or no, this is divisional. It'll go five. It's five. It's first to five, five in the divisional. Yeah. I think that one could go all five games. Really? Mm-hmm. Those those are two very good ball clubs. They're very I think they're very well matched. So it, it's best of five or first so the, the, the it's best of five in the divisional okay. series and then the American League Championship series and then the World Series is best of seven. Right. Yeah. That's how the NBA playoffs used to be back in the nineties. Yeah, and then they added a fucking seventh game and now we get three months of NBA playoffs. That's true. Arguably the worst playoffs. Oh, it's not even arguably that it just is. Out of the out of the professional sports. It just is. That's just you know, it, you know, it, it's weird. But it really it really is. You know you... no and the thing about it is nobody cares about the NBA playoffs until the finals. Or at least until the until the semifinals. Eastern concert Eastern Conference final finals. Right. And the Western Conference Finals is when people are like, oh, okay, I should probably pay attention. Yeah. Because, like, none of, no other game matters. Half the freaking league makes the playoffs in the NBA. 
Yeah, there's the eight and eight, but nine, ten. I don't know. But it's like yeah, that was like eight and eight. It's it's, like it's top eight from each division. It's it's a weird conference. The NBA playoffs is a weird thing, but I, I would definitely rank Major League Baseball play you know playoffs over the NBA. You know, to me, it don't get much better than than a uh, division championship in, in the NFL too. Some of those games get rocky. Oh, you know, yeah. So, speaking of NFL, it's actually a great segue, man. We, I know we we missed a week, but that's okay. We're gonna skip over it because not a lot of craziness happened. It was just kind of a an eh week for the NFL. Um, actually, no, I do want I, I do want to to back uh, back up. Um, and talk about what we considered the NFC Championship game matchup between the L.A. Rams and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because, dude, that was an eye-opening game. It really was. That them, was – I don't – I don't know, was, I don't know if Tampa just was not firing, if – and it's like – it's not even like a diss against what – let me find it. There we go. Because the Chargers won 30. They won by 10. That, Rams. That's a, or sorry, the Rams. Sorry, not the Chargers. The Rams. The Rams won by 10. 34 to 24. Like, that's yeah. a good a good win against the reigning Super Bowl champions. For sure. Um, and then that brings know, the, the, the Rams to, you know, 3-0. and Yeah, and then they got slaughtered by the Cardinals this weekend. It was bad. It was rough, but uh, you watching that game, I really, you know, it, it's weird because everybody was talking about how bad uh, Stafford was, you know, when he was in Detroit, mm-hmm. and then and then everybody was kind of you know crapping on on Sean McVay uh, when they were trying to deal with golf and trying to trade mm-hmm. him and seeing what that stuff was, but it's kind of like these two are kind of meant for each other. Bro, let me – I didn't realize how crazy the stat line was between these two. Yeah. Tom Brady, 41 of 55, 432 yards. Yeah. He averaged 7.9 in attempt, one touchdown. He was sacked three times for a combined tw- uh, uh, 21 yards. It says his QBR is 59.1. That's what wow. ESPN has it. That's, yeah. that's crazy. You go over to the, to the Rams bench – or not the bench, but you go to the Rams stats. Matt Stafford, 27 of 38, 343 yards, nine yards averaged, four touchdowns, one sack for 12 yards, QBR 89.5. Them boys were slinging it. They were, and it, that's – you know, you got, obviously you got Aaron Rodgers and you got other quarterbacks in the NFL who are fantastic, but – that's that's two boys right now who are playing football at another level, and especially that week. That week they were out there just straight goofing. Yeah. Uh, so I'm trying to figure out where there's another touchdown. I feel like I'm missing for for Tampa Bay. Yes, I feel like. I guess I'm not. Oh no, that's what it was. Tampa Bay uh, suck up had uh, three extra, or it was one for two on field goals, three for three on extra points, so oh. six. That would be the other touchdown I'm I would be missing. 
that's where it's, yeah. it's missing. Yeah, yeah, I got you, I got you, I got you. So, I, I'm, you know, I'm still sticking with our pick for for that game. Uh, I, it looks like if if that happens, it's gonna be an absolute slobber knocker. It's gonna be damn good television. It's oh, like because that sure. game was so good the entire time. Yeah, it was. It was let me go to da, 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 so we can look at the quarter by quarter report. If I can get to it, oh, I don't know where it is. There it is. I mean, do we went into the half of Bucks seven, Rams fourteen? Yeah. Then coming out, it was seventeen to 31 at the end of the third. I mean, the Bucs only held the, – the Bucks held the Rams to three points in the fourth quarter. The problem is that the Bucs only scored one touchdown in the fourth quarter. Right. So, we didn't – we didn't get that that signature Tom Brady, like, magic that we, we always get, that we always got out of him in those, like, late fourth quarter drives. Right. But – yeah, man, great game. Great you know, game. you may not have got it that game, but you sure as hell got it this Sunday. Oh, my God. The game of the week, arguably one of the most anticipated games of all time. All sports. All of sports. Of all sports. So, we got in Foxborough, we got the man, the GOAT, Tom motherfucking Brady. Jesus Returning to the house that he built in a different That's uniform. That's true. Coming back like Captain Jack Sparrow, baby. He was. <laughs> he looked good, man. He um, looked, he I feel like these QBRs are not right because it's got him at a 55.4. I don't know. It may still be right. I don't know. I'm just going by what ESPN has on their stats. But Tom Brady in Foxborough, 22 of 43. Yeah, that actually probably adds up. Uh, 269 yards, nice. 6.3 yards average, no touchdowns, no interceptions. <laughs> uh, one sack for eight yards, uh, 55.4 QBR. Um, I mean, he was without Gronk. Like it, yeah, yeah, he definitely it definitely was. It was raining like crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, the, the vet, Got it done. But major, major props to Mac Jones. He tied the longest completion by – it was either rookie. I think it was the longest rookie completion set uh, in, like, the last 30 years. He put, like, I think it was 19 in a row. Wow. 19 completions in a row. You know, it's, like, the longest streak in, like, 30 years by a rookie or, or maybe just in general. I think it was by a rookie. Right, watch a Mac play. Like you can really tell he he that feels he fits. Com- like he, he looks comfortable in there. He He's does not he like, does. and it's also no. nice to see someone sling the ball farther than five yards. It's True. nice. It's very nice because we didn't have yeah. that with Cam Newton. Poor Cam, he just gets hated on. You know, but he's Mac Jones is a pro stock quarterback. He's. He's doing the stuff, sitting in the pocket, you know, reading things. And he, he's not, he's not going to scramble like Lamar or mm-hmm. or, or the any uh, Kyler Murray, 
Murray or anybody like that, yeah. but he he's, he's really he's very he's really getting so the job a, done. Yeah, he's very much so a pocket passer. We saw that a lot at Alabama. It's nothing new. Um, I think at the at the the at the double the double side of that, you know, the kind of double edged sword is that he gets a little too comfortable in the pocket. There was a couple times where he got where he got hit because he's not stepping up. He's not you know moving his legs right. to get out of the way of the well, defense. So he took dude, he took a couple licks. Right, but in, in, the, in the same breath, you got to take into consideration that's as what fourth NFL game. Holy shit! I just saw a stat that I didn't see until just now what? from that game. Is the first team New England Patriots are the first team to finish a game with negative rushing yards since the 07 oh. Lions. Minus one. Minus one rushing yards in the game. Tom Brady had more rushing yards than the, than the New England Patriots. New England Patriots team. Yeah, I can't I wow. can't find the, the stat of like what the if, if it was if it was all time or not all time, but if it was just in general or if it was so Oh, also, Tom Brady also has more wins in New England than the New England Patriots. He has won. New England has yet to win at home this year. <laughs> but, you know, it's all, talking about Mac. Like, you know, it's just, it's what, his fourth game in the NFL. Like, as as times goes on, he's going to – I have a feeling he's – the speed of the game, he's going to catch up to it. Yeah. And, and stuff like you said, step stepping up in the pocket and like all that different it's, it's, it's just the little things adapting to the the different you know the speed of the game and how is. much it, different it, that, it is, that, but that linebacker hits that c gap he gets there a lot faster he do but but like you said he completed 19 19 in a row pass. 19 or 19 in a row it was like you I know think, yeah it was it's crazy that's 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 and it it also tied tom, it tied tom brady's career completion uh set tom his longest completion like com- most completions in a row was also 19 yeah like that's not as a rookie that's in his entire career right so, so like, he so, he looked like mac i think he's he's getting a lot a lot better he's learning right he is and and i i think out of all the rookie quarterbacks that we're looking at this season when you talk about upside it's mac jones he has the brightest upside mm-hmm. at the quarterback position it's just, I, I think there's no comparison to that. Yeah. So yeah, this is this is the age old question, and I'm I'm gonna offer it to you. Is it? Is it hang on, real real quick, real quick. Is this still on regards to Brady versus Pats, or is this another topic? It, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's somewhere Same between. One. Okay. It, it, it hits it. Does the coach make the player? Or does the player make the coach? Man, I, it, it's a it's a really like kind of get in and out answer. I think it's a lot of give and take because I okay. think you can take a great player, put him uh-huh. with a terrible coach, and I think that that player fails. But I think if you take a decent can I, can player, I, can, I, can, I, can I just go ahead and debunk? Debunk. Ready? Ready? Tyrone. Oh, okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> Steve Kerr. Doc Rivers. You me keep going? You you can stop. You can stop. Okay. I think that Oh, and just just for Jacob Blair, uh, because I know he's gonna get take that. Doc Rivers is the most overrated coach in NBA history. He sucks. He's done nothing in his career but hook up with a group in Boston 
and happened to win, got lucky and won one championship. Doc Rivers is awful. Continue. Anyways, uh, I just I, I think that there is that weird middle ground. Yeah, there might be, but do we know of Phil? Is Phil Jackson Phil Jackson without MJ? Without Kobe? Is Tom? Is Bill? Is Belichick Belichick without Brady? I mean, right now the stats would point to no. Right, and that that's the question that I you know I was thinking of, and I was trying to come up with a few and. Mm-hmm. You know, I wrote down. I wrote down Shashevsky. It's Shashevsky who he is. Oh man, that's without that's right, but without Leitner, because Leitner's what got him popping. The Leitner, the Hill, the Which Bobby Hurley. Like, like, like you crew. could also go. And you could say the same thing, kind of thing on college basketball. Is is Calipari the same if he never goes to Kentucky? Like I know his success with was it Memphis, and then into the yeah, NBA, yeah, yeah. and then he came back to college. And then uh, well, he went. He went to the NBA before Memphis. That's I what it was. Okay, so I, yeah, I, yeah, I remember him NBA then Memphis and then the yeah. UK. And then he brought in that first class with Wall, um, Cousins, Patterson. I forget the other two guys that were there. It was a damn good oh, class. One, one, uh, DeAndre Liggins, maybe. Dad, correct me if I'm wrong. He had like your dad 14, will correct us. He had like 14 kids. That's the only thing I remember <laughs> about him. He wore number 34, and he had the ugliest jump shot in all of yeah. the history of basketball. But I mean, like but that, that, that was that's like, just like a, the quit. I mean, because you look at those guys that I mean, Wall was. I think Wall was number one overall that year. Yeah, for sure. Um, Cousins went, I think, top five. Patterson, I think that was his junior year. I think he stayed one more year because I remember him being there fucking forever. So oh yeah, Pat. I think Pat, Pat, Pat. Pat. I think that was his either sophomore or junior year. So he was I, there, but even when he got drafted, he went like top ten. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But you know, the question that and I think it's super controversial because I'm a coach. <laughs> I'm <am laughs> also a like, coach. Right. Yeah. Fantasy league don't count. Um, a high school baseball coach. I know. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, that's the question that made me think today: Does the player make the coach? Or does the coach make the player? Because I, I, you know, mm-hmm. you go back and you watch watch that documentary on MJ. I love right? this on Netflix. Dance, man. I've the watched it like dance. three times, man. It's fantastic. So good. Absolutely fantastic, right? Does do, do, does uh, does Phil Jackson do that same thing without Scotty and without MJ? I don't. I don't know. They win six. But I, I do think that they sprinkle but, a so it, in, but or is the perfect example is when MJ and I'm gonna I, I'm gonna refrain from what I want to say here. So when MJ retired, when he took yeah. his uh, non punishment retirement that he took, <laughs> and you've seen, you love bringing that up, man. Anytime oh, we talk about the, MJ, you love bringing that up. It's so true, though. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> you know, David Stern is a G, and that's that's why I love him. R.I.P. Um, so when MJ went and played baseball, mm-hmm. the Bulls sucked. Were horrible. They they made it to they made it to the playoffs, didn't they? They made it to the playoffs, but I mean, they, granted, they were. I they, mean, they made it to the playoffs in the Eastern Conference after Larry Bird like was done. The only team that they had to worry about at that point in time was Detroit. So yeah, you can you can get a one or a two seed. You had Detroit. You had Indiana with Reggie Miller. Like, Reggie I mean, yeah. was still, Reggie was still a little young. 
at that point. I mean, point. You're right, but he but, was but still, he was still good. He was, yeah, he yeah, was still it, good. like that. So the teams in the Eastern Conference at that point in time, I don't think we're very good. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So even with with Rodman, with Kerr, with with uh, Pippen, mm-hmm. and without MJ, nothing happened. MJ comes back, boom, three mm-hmm. straight. Right? Brady because bounces. I- nothing happens in New England. Like you see where this ball's kind of yeah. rolling? No, I, I, like, I see like where, you're, where you're going with it. It's it's a weird thing that I thought of today, and like you know you and then you put somebody and pardon my French here, you put a dumbass like Tyron Blue at the head coaching position in Cleveland with Kyrie Irving, with Kevin Love, with LeBron James, with with all these dogs, and he wins a championship, and everybody's like, well, this might be the best, this next best thing to the, the game of basketball. Like, no, you're stupid. Look who he's with. I could have given my mammal that job, and she would have won. Man, Tyron was there in a suit so that LeBron could coach from the floor. Like we we've had numerous conversations about that. It's just he didn't do ridiculous. a damn thing. It's just the most ridiculous. And I what makes me mad is like you got freaking Paul George now. I don't know if you've seen it, but the last year in the playoffs, Paul George was like, You guys need to learn to respect how smart Ty Lu actually is. Shut up, dog. He just he slipped you a couple hundred K to go on Twitter. Like that's all that happened. Yeah. He's we know he's not smart. And here, this just popped in me in me brain too. Greg Popovich loses Timmy Duncan, loses Parker, loses Manu. What have they done? What has San Antonio done in the past five years? They haven't done a damn thing. Nothing. Nick Nurse loses Kawhi Leonard. What the F has Toronto done? It kind of just fell apart. So does the coach make the player or does the player make the coach? I think I think the player makes the coach. I'm just saying, boys. And that's a hot take from Zach. <laughs> it's kind of, I guess, staying on that, that whole topic of player making the coach back to Tom Brady. Um Tom Brady set a record on uh, on Sunday, uh, most passing yards in NFL history. Um, I don't know what the final tally is as of right now. Let me see if it's up here. I read it earlier. I don't remember. Eight, it's uh, 80,359 yards. I think that is just what it's – that may have been. I think that's the – yeah, 80,359 plus because obviously he's still playing, so it's just going to climb. Um Right. To put into perspective on how far that is, it's enough distance to climb up and down Mount Everest four separate times. Jeepers creepers. 80,359 yards. He he now sits alone in the top spot of the most yards and uh, passing yards in NFL history, passing Drew Brees, who was in attendance for the game. Was, and, and one of my favorite quarterbacks in NFL history. I love Drew Brees. I, Drew was so fun to watch, man. But Drew, Tom, Drew Brees was fantastic. Man, no one, no one's even close. No, Tom sits uh, atop at one. Drew Brees, eighty thousand three hundred and fifty-eight. Tom has passed him, of course. Yep. Um, Peyton Manning, seventy-one thousand nine hundred and forty. It would be crazy to see what happened if his career wasn't like a chunk of his career wasn't taken away because of his neck problems. And then Brett Favre, seventy-one thousand eight hundred and thirty-eight. Um, yeah, I mean, a great company and. Speaking of, of of that list, that is also the same list of four men who have done the only thing that any of those four men have done. They're the only player 
to have ever beaten all 30 32 teams, teams or 32 teams in the NFL. Wow. New England was the only team that Brady had to beat. He went in and he did it. Got or did, son. And that, and that stat in itself is impressive. Like, though, you know, Favre, Manning, Breeze, and, and Brady, those that's the elite of the elite. That is the elite of the elite in quarterbacking. It, like, it, it, even if you're not going to say of, like, all time, like, modern quarterbacking, those are the guys. I mean, yeah, it is. It is. It really is. And it might be of all time. Like, I mean, Joe Montana was good. I mean, Montana – I would throw Montana and Marino in there. Montana, Marino. Yeah, those two. I would throw so, those guys in there in the mix. Right. I mean, I would go – if I had to pick, like, a top five of all time, Brady at one, yeah. I want to take Montana at two. Yeah, Montana's. I mean, he—that's the man. He's you fantastic, go back, right? That's right. But like, that's what I'm saying is yeah. the modern. There's yeah, we're to going me, modern. There's more modern elite than there was back then. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, we yeah. had a, we, you had Dan Marino and you had Joe Mon, Joe Montana. But like, <laughs> but like right now, and and, and you can I, I'll throw Aaron Rodgers in that mix. I was gonna say Rodgers is definitely in that in the modern quarterbacking. Of just well. absolute savages. Uh, you, uh, you see what he Russell did? Russell Wilson. Uh, oh, I throw, I throw Russell in there. I love Russell. Uh, yeah, I, I, do I too. think I credit Russell Wilson with, like, I know I know Mike Vick was, like, the innovator kind of of the modern you know, two-way quarterback where they can throw and run. Yeah. But, like, Russ, like, Vick inspired yeah. what, what Russ did, but then Russ also was kind of the inspiration for these new kids that are coming up. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that that stepping stone. Even in the before same, that, like in were, the same breath that, that in the same breath that Ray Allen could knock the knock a three pointer down like no problem, and Steph Curry was like, "Hold my beer and watch this right, shit." Right, right. I'm gonna take it's it to stepping another stone. Yeah. There are all guys before you know. Right. There's, I mean, obviously there is a couple guys I, I I know who they are, but I can't think of their names off the top of my head right now. That were even like you know kind of two way quarterbacks. You know, even before uh, Vic, not yeah. not to the degree Vic was in his dominance at Virginia Tech, and then into. Like, Donovan McNabb tried. McNabb tried. That man was built like a double decker bus. Right. He, and had he ran the like one too. Broadest shoulders. But he tried it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he, he, was... he he gave it a shot. Uh, I had a name and I just blanked. But you're right. It, it really kind of started mm-hmm. with Vic, and then Wilson just freaking took Wilson it to another really level. Wilson really took it over. Yeah. Yeah, and, and now there, I, now it's like every quarterback you've got to be able to play two ways, kind of thing. Yeah, you, and now you, and then now Lamar is kind of like this, like quote unquote, the Steph Curry of the two way quarterback of the modern era. Right, you got Lamar, you have uh, Patty Mahomes, like these guys, or Kyler Murray right. too. Baker can do it. Baker, not to the same degree, but he can still. do but it. But he can do it. Yeah, you're right, and not to the same level of like a Lamar. See, but he, he, yeah. he can make it happen. When it when it happens, you're not surprised. Yeah, you're like, oh, you're like, oh, yeah. That's like you almost forget. They's like, oh shit, yeah. It's like this dude's throwing for like 400 yards. You're like, oh shit, he can run for 60 yards at a time too. Right. Like, cool. Like, what, remember, did you see when Tom ran? Tom Brady ran it this fast. He game? took off, and my and I saw him. I was like, oh god, please tell me he sees that corner. Like, please. And he slides. He just looks up at the camera and smiles, and I'm like, Tom didn't even know Tom could run like that. Nobody did. I was I was running with him at the house. I was running in circles. It was great, man. This, I think it's absolutely insane, though, that we are alive and getting to watch. I don't understand how people could be upset 
with sports when we get to watch yeah, Tom like, not, like, Brady not, play football. Man, not even football in general, just like sports in general. It's sports just like the greatest time to be alive. It's sports awesome. Yeah, yeah, back in the 90s basketball, we, they were fighting a little more. Dog, they maybe, got, maybe they were slapping the floor on defense. Whoop-dee-doo. Hey, slapping the floor was a big deal in the 90s. That, that was that was yeah. very much so a big deal. Yeah, sure, it was. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Yeah, it was. But, you know, speaking speaking of this weekend, it was probably the toughest weekend of football. Bro, you had a rough in my week. In my life. Where do we start? Do you want to start with Saturday or do you want to start with Sunday? Go, we'll, we'll go – We'll go, we'll go Saturday, then into Sunday. Saturday. So we're going to kick off this Saturday hot take with fire Brian Kelly 2022. Because this <laughs> guy a million. decided, hey, let's pay the University of Cincinnati $1.2 million to walk into Notre Dame Stadium in South Bend and wipe the floor with us. Bend them over, all shove, no lube. <laughs> Bend them over a barrel and show them the 50 states. That'll get that quote. And it is absolutely pathetic what's happening. You like they did a freaking pan of of the stadium, right? It was like touchdown Jesus. It was what they always do. Mm-hmm. The big major pan that Notre Dame Stadium always happens, right? Yeah. Pan up from the field, starts at touchdown Jesus, and it works its way around the crowd. I swear to you, there was more red in there than Notre Dame college. Oh, I, I saw a I saw a picture. I think it was Cincinnati's. I think Barstool tweeted it out, and they were like the the Bearcats repping proud, uh, loud and proud. I thought they were at home. I yeah. thought they were in Cincinnati. Right? They freaking deserve it too. And and you know Luke Fickle is doing some special things in Cincinnati. You know he's he's an absolutely he's a great coach, and, and I. You know, I know Cincinnati is a good team, and I'm not trying to be like that that guy that like mm-hmm. Notre Dame's a power and Cincinnati's the lesser. Like, because technically Cincinnati's P five now. Yeah, they are. They are P five. Technically, they P five. I get that, but but in the grand scheme of like who they are, it, they're gonna kind of always, at least for right now, be looked they, at as like the the, the eh. committee will never give them the the benefit of that. The, the, yeah, they'll never give them the respect. For what they're doing, for even though Cincinnati is going to be in the Big Twelve, is that next season? I think. I think all that stuff happens next season. Yes, I think so. So even though Cincinnati is going to be in the Big Twelve starting next season, they're going to have to go undefeated to do anything. You right. know what I mean? Like it, right. it, it's it's that e- even type of then, even then, it's not even guaranteed. Right. It might be twenty thirty by the time they start getting respect. Right. And and right now they probably deserve. It. They're a really good team. Yeah. But it's the same fact of we pay Cincinnati one point two mi- we Notre Dame pay Cincinnati one point two million dollars. That and the, and and for they for those into Notre Dame for those who don't know twenty four to thirteen because we yeah, have, and, you have yet to mention a score. I, I don't want to mention the score. <laughs> I and know you for, don't. Have to for, try to a way to get it in there for those that don't know for the Bearcats. You got these big time programs. You got your your Notre Dame's, your Duke basketball, your Kentucky. You know you, all your P five guys, Power five guys. These games are what's called buy games, right? Buy games. So you're essentially saying, I'm going to pay you to come to me 
so I can whoop you up one side and down the other, get a W on my schedule, and just move on to the next game. Yeah. That's essentially what happens. Well, like the first and five that, games of the season are like for most teams. For most teams, yeah. I mean, Ohio State does it all year. That's another point. But like it's 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 super weird and it doesn't happen a lot when these situations happen. But it is the it, it is just another tally on my list that I got here. And it's this list is labeled. I don't know if you know this or not, it's called Fire Brian Kelly 2022. He's and got it a list is now. and it is another tally on why it is absolute crap that he is the most winning head coach in Notre Dame history. It's ridiculous to me. Absolutely ridiculous. And then another thing on Sunday. Hang on, real quick, before, before we go move ahead, to Sunday, because I got the stats up. Uh, is it is it, is the quarterback's name, last name Penn or Pine? For Notre Dame? For Notre Dame. Yeah, Pine. Pine. Nine of 22, 143 yards with a passing touchdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your brother could do better than that. I'm, yeah, you're probably right. And then uh, Ritter or Ryder, how are you pronouncing for Cincinnati? 19 of 32, 297, two, uh, two TDs. Um, solid performance by Cincinnati. Solid. Really, really putting up a, a, a case for – Potentially making the, the college football playoff if they can keep this run going. If they, yeah, if they can, that's the thing. Because the, the, um, man, they're, they're number five in the country right now. They, they move yeah. them up to number five. They've got, they host Temple, three and two Temple Friday. Uh, that's on ESPN, seven o'clock. Um, they should beat the breaks off Temple. I've seen crazier right. things. But I mean, they should beat the, they're a, tw- they're a 29 point favorite. Jeez. So I, I think until since I think this is going to be the problem until Cincinnati gets in the Big Twelve, right? Because mm-hmm. now they go Temple, UCF, Navy, Tulane, Tulsa, South Florida, SMU, who's ranked twenty fourth, and then Eastern Carolina. So that East Carolina, sorry. So that is where their problem is going to be right now. So yeah, they beat the Bra- they beat Notre Dame. See, but I, I think the fact that they now have a win over a top 10 opponent, I think they can – if they go undefeated and they get to the end, because they did beat – they went into Notre Dame and beat right. Notre Dame, beat the no, brakes off of them. I think they have a good case. I think it definitely helps their case, right? Mm-hmm. But in this sense, Temple's 3-2. and two. They play them next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, UCF, they play them the 16th of October. They're 2-2. Two and two. Uh, they're rolling in. They got Navy the 23rd of October. They're one and three. Two lanes, one and four. Tulsa's one and four. South Florida, one and four. SMU's undefeated. And then Eastern Carolina's three and two. So their strength of schedule coming up is not it's there. It's awful. It's terrible. Right. And, but that's just the situation. Well, I, that they I, I, think, I think that, that that's why this winning against Notre Dame helps them so much. Yes, their strength of schedule is bad, which means their margin of victory should be really high. But when you go down and you look at they, – they played a top-10 opponent. Yeah. They beat said top-10 opponent on the road. That makes a, an even better case for, for Cincinnati right now. To me, they have – Do the I think rest- they beat Alabama? No. But I think that they put up a good show. Right. 
to me though, they have to not just beat Temple, not just beat Navy and Tulane. They've got to embarrass them. They have to ragdoll people Mm -hmm. in order to maintain that five. Right. You see what I mean? Yes. Until until next season when they get in the Big Twelve, and then they're rocking with Oklahoma, and you know what I'm saying? They're rocking with those other guys. Like that. That's when. That's when I think they could really take off. But yeah, as of right now, uh, we're gonna be by Cincinnati, and I'm absolutely furious about that. It was not a good week, not a good Saturday. Absolutely devastating. And then, and then we wake up Sunday and morning. Then we we go we go Cincinnati. We go all the way down to Nashville. Now, Zach, I know I know from Cincinnati to Nashville is a pretty long car ride. Um, it is. So what what do you, what do you do to help pass the time during during a long car ride like that? The, uh, the, the imaginary car ride that happened in between Saturday and Sunday. I do. I, well, I definitely listen to Coach in the Media. Coach in the Media podcast. It, it always you know helps. We got nine episodes now. It helps pass the time pretty good. It's like nine hours. It does pass the time. But yes, time to get a beverage. You gotta get a beverage. Beverage. Beverages are nice, especially on car rides. Especially when you're trying to get mentally prepared for the what, week. What for, kind you get? Man, I. I like Mountain Dew. Yeah. I love Mountain Dew. It's my, it's my thing. Oh God. I, 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 like, I like I like me a water. I like me a nice bottle of water. Yeah. I'll feel you. And then I really love Ray's energy. Man, Ray's energy takes a giant leap of faith with instilling a high quality formula to bring the consumer a powerful yet sustained energetic experience to help push your workouts and focus in general to the very next level. Perfect for anyone at any time. Ray's Energy has become the most popular and best rated energy drink on the market to date with a phenomenal flavor profile that puts most competitors to shame. Powered by the enhanced refresh technology, Ray's Energy delivers with a performance enhancing energy drink profile that aids in the most often overlooked categories. They wanted to develop an energy drink that aids in multiple different categories, which includes targeted focus, enhanced recovery time as glycogen becomes depleted, improved clean energy levels, boost in stamina and hydration. Most importantly, each can of Ray's Energy has absolutely zero calories, zero sugar, and zero carbohydrates to give you a smarter and healthier option. You shouldn't have to settle for an energy drink that contains more sugar and carbohydrates than you can count. Instead, opt for the number one smart choice with the number one fan-voted drink on the market to date with Ray's Energy. Not only is their refresh technology a complete game changer, but the wide variety of flavor options and crowdsourced additions to the race family make up one of the highest quality energy drinks to choose uh, choices you can choose from with certain flavors being more simplistic all the way to the industry's first. There's never a bad option. when looking for the perfect flavor. Use uh, code CM pod at checkout. You're going to get 10% off and you're going to help out the show as well. Yes, sir. Zach, now, now that we've made the imaginary trip from Cincinnati down to Tennessee, you, you had a really bad week of football, man. I mean, you you get you guys lost to the Jets. To the Jets, do you lose to the Jets? I mean, I in overtime. Do you, okay, please tell me you you watched the drive when they were yes. they were first in goal in overtime, and they had to kick a field goal. Yes. What was? How do you not beat the Jets at home? I. Zach, I had no the Jets 0-17. I did too. Like, and of course, the team that, that they beat is, is your Tennessee. team. <laughs> like, what is going on? 
I mean, it, to to their credit, Julio was out. Sure. I mean, yeah, Julio was like out, sure. that. That's going to get you at least two TDs. I mean, that's your difference maker. It is. It is for sure. But like, you got to think, man, you got to have some but other I mean, difference it's maker. The, it's the Jets. It is, They're man. Bad. They're so bad. There's not really a whole lot to talk about. The Jets are horrible, and I don't know how the Titans got beat by. Or, yeah, yeah, right, got beat by. Yeah. It's just absolutely insane. I, and I, I don't get it. But, you know, you ready for this one? I know how they got beat by. You pulling up stats? Yeah, I got them. All right. I got it. Right. I'm going to give – I'll let you give the Titans – Stats, I'll give the Jets. Oh, I ain't ready for that. Hold on. All right, okay, I'll, I'll just do it then. So shoot, I thought you were pulling them up too. All nah. right, you, you got – I was right. Okay. I'll go, I'll just go, go and do the Jets. Well, the yeah, Jets, Zach Wilson, 21 of 34, 297 yards, uh, eight, 8.7 yards uh, per throw uh, on average, two TDs, one pick. One sack for eight yards, a QBR of 41.8. Wow. Jeez. Uh, this is just making me mad. Uh, they gave – they had – I can't remember if it's 30 or more that's considered an explosive play, but they had three guys have – we'll say it's – we'll say 30 is for the sake of my brain. I know that's not what it is, but they had three – the Jets had three guys – who had 30 or more on their long. You had Crowder had a 29-yard reception. He only got targeted – he got targeted seven t- or seven times. Or no, nine times. Cole, his longest uh, – he had three catches for 92 yards. One of them was 54. Uh, he was targeted four times, caught three of them. And then Davis, seven targets, four receptions, 111 yards. He averaged – bro, they had two guys averaging almost 30 yards per reception. Jeez. Where's the defense? Jeez. It's absolutely pathetic. Uh, the Titans fumbled the, the the three times. Yeah, three times. Good lord. Yep. I mean, they got to the they got to the Jets defense got to the quarterback a lot. They had fourteen quarterback hits, seven sacks. Like you know, you go back and watch the game. The defense did not play well at all, and the O line was not there. Then you had it was just it was just insanity. Then you got Tennessee stat line: Tannehill, thirty of forty nine, two hundred ninety eight yards, six point one on the average, um, one touchdown, seven sacks for forty five yards. Told you. Q- ESPN's QBR is forty two point seven. I'm gonna start saying that out loud so people understand. Bro, they held Derrick Henry to 157 yards. He was his long was 22, one touchdown, 33 touches. I mean, that's still some yards though, 157 compared to what he's normally getting, like almost 200. I mean, he's 43 away. He's still getting stopped. Like I know 157 is like it seems like a lot. But, I mean, that's, but, that, but that's, you know, off the top of your head, what's the normal average amount for a, for a rush? Average? We're talking average. Yeah. A game? What do you think? Yeah. 130? All right, so he's above average, so. 
see. I mean, I, I still think there's a lot of yards. I just don't – the other people need to show up. Right. To these games and just not – like, yeah, Derrick Henry's fantastic. He's, he's you know, he's a great running back. But somebody's got to show up to play. So, technically, he performed below average in that game. His average is like 161.2. His average? Well, the, the it says NFL rushing yards per game by team. Oh, Obviously, okay. it's him doing right. most of that work. So, it's right. 161.2 is what they average, what he normally averages, or what the team gotcha. averages. And then gotcha. he had one, I think it was like 151, is what I said. 157. So, like just under average. Yeah. And then, I mean, Tannehill had three carries for nine yards. So, team wise, they were above average. I don't know, 137 still, that's 15.7 points plus seven. Yeah, like, I'm doing fantasy math now, sorry. Oh, Jesus, I don't even mess with fantasy. 21.7, that's still a pretty good day. But at the end of the day, what what it is, is the Tennessee Titans had their head so far up their butt as far as Urban Meyer had his hand up at Chick's butt. I was really wondering when you were going to come with it, man. It, what I, is I, I going was, on? Like, Dude. My boy Urban What is Meyer. happening? All right, for y'all that don't know, who have been living under a rock, that don't have social media, that do not uh, – this, this thing has been – Jacksonville, aired. man. Jacksonville Jaguars, they, they go to Cincinnati and get beat by Joey Burrow. So instead of flying back with the, with his 0-4 program, organization, Urban Meyer decides, I'm going to go Columbus. Urban Meyer decides he's going to go out. Urban Meyer decides he's going to have a few drinks. And then that cute little blonde comes over and sits on his lap. What is up with Urban Meyer? I I can't even begin to start with this, man. (laughs) I've seen some of the funniest things in sports in a long time these past four days. First things first, if you haven't listened to it, go listen to Pat McAfee's take on it. Pat McAfee talking about anything sports is the funniest Did you listen to it? No, I still haven't had a chance to listen to it. I sent it to you as soon as we're done. I'm going to listen to it. Listen to it. Oh, my God. So I, I seen people saying that we shouldn't be worried. It was just Trevor Lawrence. It wasn't a lady. It was just Trevor Lawrence. I heard oh somebody tweeted that he's just taking practice snaps under center. Like, uh, somebody says, uh, go check out. remains undefeated. Go, some, legit, the, the best one was somebody check on Tebow. <laughs> So this is the question. This all, is- all, real quick, all jokes aside, he couldn't do any worse in there right now. I swear. No. But so so say first thing, what you've been sending me and what I've been sending you, the players in Jacksonville ain't too hot. Or, they are ready. The players are ready to get Urban out of there. The players are ready. And I sent you something earlier. Uh 
It was like an anonymous. Uh, let's like, see. Yeah, I don't remember. Let's see the account that Sports Illustrated. It's freaking yeah, Sports it was Illustrated. Um, quote talking about Urban Meyer. Uh, a Jags player told NFL Network's Michael Silver, "Quote: He has zero credibility in that stadium." He had very little to begin with. Man, that's bad. And then wow. I said, I fired back at you. It was no context college football. And it was Urban Meyer on Fox Sports talking about, about football of criteria to examine uh, for struggling teams. Uh, this is according to Urban Meyer. Number one, trust issues. Number two, <laughs> dysfunctional environment. And three, selfishness. I mean, sometimes like sometimes these memes write themselves, man. They do, bro. So tell, <laughs> tell me this. Tell me this. I get it. Professional athletes are professional athletes. They're probably not the most wholesome people. No. Not all of them anyway. Some of them might be. But your coach, your, your O and four coach. Man, it, it's a whole different. We'd be having a whole different that. conversation if they're four and up. We probably aren't even, right? we're not even having this conversation. If they're 4 0, we're not having this conversation. Doesn't even get brought. It probably either like, oh, yeah, like whatever. He's 4 0. He's going crazy. He turned that program around. Urban's but grabbing ass in Columbus. Four. They are 0 and 4 because the ceiling was so high. And the what? problem is that they dug a hole just as low and then they decided to <laughs> belly flop into said hole. So. I don't understand it. Like I, I tried to think of it in a perspective of like, you know, maybe, maybe Urban just needed a few days off and, and like needed kinda, to decompress. It's kind of like that, like the Rodman effect. He just right. needed well, to just blow off some steam, get away. Was essentially going to was essentially going to go home because he's. I think he's from Columbus, right? And, and, and you it, know, it, it, at bare minimum, he just knows the area, kind of thing. Right. It's going to be a long weekend. They play on a Thursday. Right. You know, that this right. and that. That would make sense. And it really would. But you're going out to a bar. You're going to go let some college shit grind up on you like that. With with your wife. Legit, she tweeted this. Her name's Shelly Meyer. I'll send you her Twitter. It's fantastic right now. Because this chick is liking everything. All like like tweets. She's, she's all for all the memes, man. That's like great. you go you go through her like tweets, and uh-huh. it's like women are like Shelly deserves better, and she's liking it. Like all this stuff, it's fantastic. But, Ur- but then, Urban's about to catch a getting fired and the divorce papers. Oh yeah, all by all, Tuesday all, next all week. All at once, all at once, man. all by Tuesday next week. <laughs> he, so she was babysitting her grandchildren, their grandchildren, mm-hmm. the same night Urban had his hand in some chick's booty hole in the middle of a bar in Columbus. What the fuck, dude? Like, come on, Urban. What are you doing, my guy? Does he want that USC job so bad he's just going to do whatever he can to get out? (laughs) We're back on the USC job. Oh, my God. Like, what's up, Urban? I would love to just know what was going through his head. And I seen another thing that that made me laugh even harder was – it was a picture of the scene, right? So you had Urban sitting there, the girl, like, on his knee, and his hand on her butt. So the picture was taken, and behind them was – they were at his bar. 
right. bourbon's bar pint something i don't remember the name mm-hmm. of it but on it on the bar the wallpaper was him and his wife smiling with the national with the championship trophy <laughs> i had to find it and send it to you bro That's it is awful bonkers like what is it? like how how do you take that? How does Trevor Lawrence take that? The the leader of the organization is out here doing that when you're 0 4. Man, it's it's gonna turn into one of those situations where A, they're gonna ship Urban out of there as fast as they possibly can. Because uh, hang on, let me let me do a little fact so, real quick. Well, I mean, you—you, you, I see something today too. That Urban's done nothing really, but kind of caused trouble in Jacksonville because they got fined for COVID violations, like right at the preseason. Um, the debacle with Trevor Lawrence in the draft, trying to get him situated. See, the, the I think the problem here is that the Khan family is so deep in with AEW. Since you know they own it, yeah, they give two shits about the Jaguars. Hey, at the end of the day, who would you rather spend your time with, Cody Rhodes and Chris Jericho, or the Bobbin Meyer? I mean, yeah. Like, come on. Like, I, I that's the, why the, the fact that I was pretty sure they... that I was pretty sure the cons yeah. were the owners of AEW for and sure. the Jags. I knew I knew Tony was AEW. I didn't I didn't remember if Tony was with the Jags as well, but he's It's his it's his dad that's his like dad the man owns the, his dad owns the Jags and then yeah. his dad is also a part owner of AEW. That's okay. how they got the money for for AEW. Cuz I remember when AEW announced that they were AEW or it was when the Bucks and the Elite announced AEW as a thing, they did it in Jacksonville because they partnered with Tony Khan. That's, that's, where, that's, that's where they've got these deep-ass pockets from. Everyone's like, what the fuck's all the money goes? Like, well, they got a billionaire in their back pocket who can just throw money around like it's Monopoly money. It's that Cody Rhodes money, bro. I don't lie. He's, he's, <laughs> you can do whatever you want when you're a billionaire. The right. pockets don't go dry. So that that's the thing, man. Is is this Urban's is he cut out for the NFL? Are, are we already on the Urban Farewell Tour? Is that what you're are asking? We, yeah, or is it? The Urban Experiment has failed. I will publicly say this now. I will publicly make this statement. If Urban Meyer gets fired from the Jacksonville Jaguars, and as long as he says six Hail Marys and goes to confession, I will accept him at Notre Dame in 2022. I will I will personally hand deliver his contract i'm telling you give me a few hell give me a few hell marys urban little father son and holy ghost and we will get you on the sidelines in blue and gold i know you've always wanted to urban you know what hey look priests have been getting away with it for years we will let you play grab ass all you want in notre dame dog get out of jacksonville we'll fire bk you're the next head coach of the University of Notre Dame. Urban Meyer in blue and gold. Let's go. <laughs> Zach, I'm crying, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. That caught me way more off guard than it should have. My bad. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> oh, my God. 
<laughs> you all right? I'm, I'm, I, fuck, I don't know, dude. That was, <laughs> priests have been getting away with it for years. That, that one got me good. That one got me really oh, good. Lord, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hey, did you see that uh, Alabama absolutely made a full old Miss? <laughs> What's new? I need to stop hyping up situations on this damn show. <laughs> I was, I was my, my cousin Amanda and my cousin Jen, they're big Alabama fans, right? Yeah. So for the past week, I was posting pictures of trains on their feeds. Like, I, was, I was wondering what the hell you were doing. Just like the lane train. And like every now and then I just like type toot toot and just post on their wall. And they were like super confused. And then finally I posted a picture of like Thomas the train, but with Lane's face on it. Right. And they were like, oh, you're still a dude. I ate crap on that day. I got so many phone calls and texts like, how you doing today, Z? I I was, like, I was just joking. <laughs> I had to. Wasn't it was, actually serious. I wasn't serious. I was so serious, though. That's the bad thing. I was, he had me hook you, line you were and sinker. Man. That's, what, that's what Urban needs. Urban needs Lane Kiffin's PR team. Because you know Lane's doing the same stuff down there in Oxford. And he's just not getting caught. Lane's also not married, so it probably has a lot to do with it, too. Ding, ding, ding. Good job, Urban. You suck. <sighs> oh, my God. I'm exhausted. Man. That that Urban got, Meyer hot take got I'm me. I'm surprised it took you that long to get into it. I thought for sure you would do it before the before the, the, the sponsor break. But here we That's are. How, here we are. Man, anything? I, know I got some stuff to clear in the bench. Go for it. Uh, you, start, you start me off. Man, uh, I want to give a quick shout out to uh, none other than Bubba Wallace. Big congrats on his very first uh, Cup, NASCAR Cup Series uh, victory at Talladega. Um, it was a shortened race due to rain. Talladega does not have lights, so even though the rain could have come and gone, and probably they've any other track they could have raced, it turned into a night race. Talladega does not have lights, unfortunately for them. Fortunate for Bubba Wallace, he now has his first Cup Series win. He is uh, da, 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 da. I tweeted this so I could find it later. Uh now I gotta go find it. Uh, uh there it is. First black driver to earn a cup series victory since 1963. Wow. That's wild. So the the way the points work. For the cup race or for, for NASCAR, they instead of doing just one long race, they break it into stages. So you get three stages um, uh-huh. and the top 10 in the stages get points. So they get they get stage points. And then yeah. obviously the, the winner at the end of the race is still the, the winner of the entire race, even though you may have started in 27th and finished 27th in stages one and two. And then you win the race at the end. You still right. win the race, which it took me a while to get used to that. But it's, it was weird. Um Man's led five laps, five laps, and he won the entire race. Wow. But once you get past the halfway point of the race, at that point, if the race is then called, the race is over. 
So really? Yeah, that's the way they work. If you get past the halfway point of a race, it's over. And they call it. So what had happened, because this, this, this recapped or this finished up yesterday. Because it was supposed to be, because normally, obviously, Cup, NASCAR runs on Sundays. They were getting ready to go green. They got some rain. That so They had the cars fired up. Or that, I think 15 minutes go by, they got the jet dryers on the track. They're going. You know, they got the track dry. They get the cars fired up. Driver's in. They're making their pace laps. They're about probably maybe two or three laps from setting them loose. Rain hits. And Talladega is, it's like two, it's, it's a little bit over two miles, one lap. Yeah. So it was crazy because it happened. This happened twice now, like in the same like span of time. Um, it was raining in turns one and two, but it was completely dry on the far side of the, of the of the track because the track is so big. It was raining on part of the track, but not another. Not a, not another. Yeah. But so they brought him back down pit road. They're looking at the radar. They're like, yeah, "No, it's not happening. Not yeah. happening today." So they said, "Read just like just send him home. We'll come back tomorrow." One o'clock, put them on the track. They come out. It's cool. They put them on the track for a little bit. Let them run stage one. We got, I want to say, hey, halfway through stage two, they brought them back in under red. Started raining. Jet dryers get the track cooled off uh, or dried, more or less. Yeah. And they put them back out. They didn't finish stage two. That's another important thing for this story about the, the way the points work. So what happens is that the field once they went red because of the rain, so the field is frozen. Because they didn't finish stage two, the field is frozen. They're past halfway point. The drivers one through ten also got stage points for stage two for the results of stage two. So yeah. Bubba Wallace got points for winning the race and for winning stage two. Wow. Because technically he won stage two. So he racked up 50 points. Wow. Which won the playoffs. So it means absolutely deadly shit for him, other than to say, I've got, I finally have a cup win. It means absolutely nothing to anybody that's not in the playoffs right now. Right. But it's just, it's just a cool uh, thing that happened. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's awesome. Especially, you know, being the first black guy to win it in however long you said. 1963, that's pretty, which I that's didn't realize crazy. how far that – like how far it – or how long it had been. And then I started yeah. thinking, I was like, I couldn't off the top of my head, without like really diving into like thinking about it, couldn't name you another guy, another black guy that was in NASCAR. In, in the Cup Series, at least. Oh, in the Cup – yeah. In, in the Cup, in the main Cup Series, I could not. I can get you Danica Patrick as a woman. Well, is she? You've seen those GoDaddy ads. Yeah, sure. But uh, probably. Like, so, like, but then, like, as far as, like, you know, that, I Bubba's the only guy I can think of. So, it's not like there's been opportunities, all, you know, like, year after year after year kind of thing. Right. So it's just it's just really cool. Major congrats to Bubba Wallace. Yeah, man, for sure. That's awesome. And then uh on the same topic of NASCAR, um, I got to drive a NASCAR, a stock car at Bristol Motor Speedway this last weekend. That's awesome, dude. I was loving them. Did, did you do you see the video and stuff I posted? I did, dude. That's some sick stuff. Holy dude. shit, dude. That was the craziest thing I've ever done in my life. I bet. They didn't let it, they didn't let me throttle it down as much as I wanted to. Because we had there were because they they would at one point we would have five cars on the track at any time, 
Yeah. So I wasn't really allowed to throttle down as much as I would have liked to, but it was still a hell of a lot of fun, man. Did uh, did uh, wifey do it? No, I, I couldn't get her. I couldn't get her in a car. She was, she was a little scared. Big baby. What a wimp. Dude, a lot of fun. Something I wanted to do for a long time. Been waiting oh, on this yeah. since I've been waiting on this since February because that was tax money. That was that was tax oh, yeah. return. That was tax return money that bought that. Yes, sir, you got that. Uh, you got that with the stimmy, didn't you? Don't lie to me. Biden sent you some cash, and you're like, "I'm gonna go drive a car. I'm gonna make left turns. <laughs> I'm gonna go fast, Mama. I'm gonna go fast." <laughs> man, it was awesome though. We, we got we got to get you in a car next. That was you have start, a blast, man. We'll start calling you Ricky Bobby, bro. Please do, man. Ricky I just yeah, quick, yeah, big shout out to Seat Time Racing School. They really, really professional, really affordable for what the experience is. I think it cost me a little bit, either right around four hundred bucks for my laps, and then that my laps, and then I did the GoPro video where like the GoPro's on top of the car and you can see the car on the track. Yeah. Um, that itself was like just I think around three hundred dollars, and then I bought a ride along where I just sat in the car. And one of the instructors drove way faster than I was allowed to drive. So we put me in, in the there just to just to feel what it what, what, was, what it's supposed yeah. to feel like, kind of thing. That right. was that was a lot of fun too. It's a whole different feeling. Oh, I guarantee it. So it was it was a little bit over it was a, around four hundred bucks for that man. That's worth, not worth every uh, penny. Yeah, the like I, said, I I used the government's money to buy that. So like, cool. thank you, Daddy. Thank you, Daddy Joe. Appreciate you, my guy. <laughs> oh, oh, wait. You said was that was that old Trumpy poo? Man, that was time. that was that was tax return. Oh, that wasn't even okay. stimmy. That that was that was the stimmy. IRS. Ah, that was the IRS saying, "I guess we have mind. to give you money." I guess we'll do it. You gave us some. That's not so Papa we'll give Trump you or, less. or Grandpa Biden. That's Grandpa Biden. <laughs> That's awesome, though, dude. I'm glad you got to do that. Yeah, it's a lot of but fun, man. Let's go. You want to go ahead and announce it? What's happening on Saturday? Saturday, man, the first episode 10, celebrating strong. Guys, it worked out that we missed a week. That it, I, We're, we're going to say we planned this on purpose. We did. We did. Episode we 10, guys, we're going to have a live show. It's going to be shaggy. amazing. And it's we, not just going to be. Is, is it, are, are we going to do it? Do you want to do it on my Twitch or on my YouTube? I don't know. Let's do YouTube. We'll do YouTube. All right. It'll be on my YouTube channel. Um, well, links, we'll have... link, links will go out. We'll say five minutes before the show fiz- like actually goes live. Um, and it's going to be a lot two, of fun, guys. Two, two special, special guests. guests. Two, two of them. Very special guests. I'm very, very excited special. for We're not for talking about special education. We're talking about special people. Very special, special people. Special Man, people. there's a lot of prep going in to... I'm so excited. Too. I'm very excited for this, dude. <laughs> it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, it's going to be. I'm going to take my pants off, and we're going to have a conversation, and I'm going to smack that stupid face of yours. It's going to be amazing. Zach, you got uh, anything? Anything else? Clearing the bench, Urban Meyer will never be Pete Carroll. Uh, Russell Wilson is absolutely fantastic. He had a great week. And Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers hey, this past you, Sunday. Did you see the wink he gave Mike Tomlin? Mike Tomlin just kind of went. Hey, yeah, kind of gave him the look. 
So someone, hey, someone was like, was like, oh shit, he's going to Pittsburgh next year. They're already starting. They're already starting. I didn't even think about it. They're already starting Rogers to Pittsburgh. I would like so, it. I'd be okay with it. It'd be I'd different. Be right with it. It'd be weird. It's gonna be one of those things. It's gonna be weird to see him in another uniform. Just like Tom. It's like Tom. Exactly. At least Tom's like some of his colors are the same. Like the base it's colors true. are kind of the same. Like it's weird I mean, to see him yellow. when they wear. They don't, I mean, they really don't wear yellow. Like he wears white. That's true. Their their home uniforms are red, and then they've got the weird, the weird but Aaron. dope. Oh, Aaron, yeah. Well, yeah Aaron. Aaron. well, I mean, yeah, I mean, the colors are kind of still, but I mean, the black to green is going to be weird, though. That's true. The squint. Close, right close your eyes. You'll never know the difference. He, he completed his 420th passing touchdown. So all you stoners out there, go Aaron Rodgers. That's I, it, brother. All right, guys, this has been episode nine of Coaching the Media Podcast, powered by Race Energy. We'll catch you next week on the live show. We gone. Hey.